Finally, after a couple of days, I called them. Pretty high level, too. All I heard was what a fine scholar Brother Simeon was, and what a tragedy his death was, and how terrible the American crime rate was. They're hiding something? Maybe. That's the way they would talk if they were. But then they may not know anything either. How come he's in all those departments? Does he collect salaries from all of them? I glanced at the text of the articles. Semyon Popov was a visiting professor in the Divinity School, the Slavic Languages Department, the Committee on Social Thought, the Center for International Studies, and the College. Only prestige. The more departments which list you, the more important you are. So he was pretty important? More likely as a Russian monk he was pretty fashionable. Blackwood? What the hell goes on in that part of the world? The Vatican or the University? I meant out where Russia and Poland come together. It's kind of like the Pecos River in Texas, where there's no law west of. Between the Vistula and the Volga, there isn't much in the way of natural boundaries, so invaders have swept across those plains for a couple of thousand years. Goths, Huns, Teutons, Slavs, Wends, Magyars, Vikings, Mongols. A few of each group stayed there either on the way in or the way out. Maybe even a few Celts who headed west when the last Ice Age ended. The borders keep changing, so at any given time, half the people are in a country they don't want to be in. There's lots of religions there, too, four or five brands of orthodoxy, a couple of Catholic Byzantine groups, and, of course, the Latin Rite Poles. It's borderland, a region of the world made to order for conspiracy and shenanigans. We've had underground operations there, I presume? Sure, probably still do. Some of them as independent of Vatican control, as were those Czech bishops who ordained women when the Iron Curtain was still working. And the various popes have appointed certain cardinals in petto, secret, until they want to reveal it. Most of them one kind of Eastern European or another. A nice touch, I admitted, though hardly displaying the transparency that is supposed to be our hallmark these days. He dismissed this cavil with a wave of his hand. Okay, Blackwood? Let's say, for the sake of argument, that Brother Semyon was in fact a Catholic bishop in the underground over there, and that he did such a good job that they gave him the red hat in petto. Why would he travel around with choir robes if it were all a secret? Or even possess them. One suspects that the FSB, nay KGB, would find that disturbing. It says here that his head was blown off by a shotgun. Milord Cronin grimaced. Messy, but quick. He drained his tumbler. How then did the vigilant Chicago police identify him? It was his office, and his robes. Who else would it have been? He searched for a place to put the Waterford, and finally set it on the top of my computer output. They thereupon sought confirmation from fingerprints or DNA. His apartment was swept clean of all traces. There were plenty of fingerprints in his office, however. The Russians don't know who Brother Semyon is, or was if it were really him. He rose from my couch with more alacrity than I could have managed. There's also the possibility, I added, that he identified in some fashion with the Avignon crowd. That stopped Milord dead in his tracks, just as he reached the door of my office. Who? I forbore from correcting him by saying, whom. It is said that there is a remnant of the Avignon papacy that still survives, rejecting as they do the solution of the Council of Basel to the great western schism. A few elderly French clerics gather together when their pope dies and elect a new pope, 
who promptly concedes jurisdiction to the false antipope in Rome for the good of the church. He then appoints a few more elderly French clerics to choose his successor when that becomes necessary. That was five hundred years ago. More like seven hundred. Why would they bother? You know the French. He turned in the doorway and scowled. I don't like any of it at all, Blackwood. One pope is enough. So is one cardinal, unless they make you one as a punishment for your south-side Irish prejudices. I can't have itinerant cardinals wandering around Chicago posing as Russian monks, or vice versa. I want this mess straightened out. See to it, Blackwood. Thereupon, he disappeared down the corridor. I pondered the problem, which I must confess was, as Holmes would have said, not without certain interesting aspects. My first call was to a certain person highly placed in the civil service of the American government who owed me enough favors to last a lifetime. I was afraid I'd hear from you, Blackie, he began. You want to pick up another one of your markers, I assume. As a Chicagoan, I would hardly be so crass as to begin with that. I don't know what happened out there at the university. If I did, I doubt that I could tell you. This is something that everyone wants to pretend never happened, so it's pretty heavy. Our government might have had something to do with the affair. I didn't say that. I asked about the health of his wife and family. Obviously relaxing, he assured me that all was well. I promised to stay in touch, a pledge which did not seem to bring him much joy. I then phoned the Riley Gallery over on Oak Street, where Michael Patrick Vincent Casey, the former superintendent of the Chicago Police Department, and husband of Annie Riley, did the impressionistic paintings of Chicago that had kept him busy since his retirement. Mike was known in our clan as Mike the Cop, although there were other Mikes, such as Mike the Monsignor, Mike the Politician, or Mike the Barber. However, he was the only Mike in the extended family. Blackie! What's happening? From your forced good cheer, I judge you already know what's happening. I assumed that I would hear from you as soon as you returned from Rome. And? I don't know anything about it, Blackie. Mostly because my friends out there either don't know themselves, or they're afraid to talk about it. Ah. You know about the crimson robes? Oh, yes. What do you make of it? I don't. And you? Really weird. No one wants to involve the Catholic Church in this mess. Unless the events have already involved it. What does Sean want? He wants me to see to it. What else? So you'll go out there and wander around doing your invisible act and see what you can pick up. At the moment I can think of no other strategy. Let me make a few calls and get back to you. He would call some friend of his out there and see if he would talk to me off the record. Let us suppose, I told myself, that Brother Semyon is indeed a cardinal of the Holy Roman Church, albeit in petto. Let us also assume that he travels around with his cardinal robes available should it happen that he needs them. Let us also suppose that he is some kind of secret agent, mostly but not entirely for the Holy See, and thus has contacts with some of the various spook shops, such as, and for example, the folks down at Langley. Who then would want to see him dead? Who wouldn't? Suppose that one or several of his employers wanted to extract him, as they say in the trade, that is, remove him from a dangerous situation. Might they have disposed of someone else as a cover for this extraction? Arguably. 
But how would one prove that, and more important, perhaps, why? The spooks tend to bungle, an occupational hazard that arises from their inability to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Perhaps they had bungled this time, which might give us a chance to catch them. The larger question is why one should bother. The Chicago cops, the government of our republic, and the Holy See all agreed, perhaps independently of one another, that the whole matter should be forgotten as soon as possible. Could I not simply tell Milord Cronin that his curiosity about an invasion of another cardinal was not advisable, perhaps not even prudent? Prudent was not a word he was fond of. It usually had the same impact as the red cape waved at a charging bull. Yet he surely would understand my point. Such a policy went against the grain. My grain, that is. I didn't like these gumshoe creeps mucking around in my city and my archdiocese. I would explore a little further. So I placed a call to a certain number in Paris. I will translate the conversation into standard English from the Anglo-French patois in which it occurred. Ah, Blackie, what transpires? I'm interested in the Avignon papacy. Bon, that ended at the Council of Basel, as you well know. 1439, almost six centuries ago, leaving behind only an excellent Rhone wine, and a schismatic papacy, which soon became marginalized and irrelevant. But nonetheless, it still exists. That is all silliness, Madame insisted. A few elderly French clerics, perhaps of dubious orthodoxy, wearing crimson robes, pretending that they still control the throne of the fishermen. Perhaps. You may rest assured, Blackie, that they are a harmless little group of, how do you say it, crazies. The Vatican knows about them, of course.